Hello, and welcome to the Female Founder Friday podcast with me, Lindsay White. I'm passionate about helping female entrepreneurs be great leaders, build high-performing teams, and create inspiring workplace cultures through innovative talent programs and practices. Because when people feel like they belong at work, they deliver their very best and businesses thrive. The Female Founder Friday podcast is all about connecting with the most incredible female entrepreneurs to talk about their journey to creating their own business, the mistakes they've made along the way, and how they view their own leadership. And I'm challenging all of my guests this season to take my leadership style quiz, and during each episode, we'll be digging into their leadership style and how it impacts the way they lead in their life and their business. And if you're interested in learning more about your leadership style and want some of my top tips to help you lead more effectively, you can take the quiz right now. Just check out the show notes or head over to highvoltageleadership.ca and click on the button at the top of the page that says, take the quiz. Then you can share your results, connect with my guests and join the conversation on Instagram by following me at highvoltleadership. All right, I have a super fun guest here today on the podcast, someone, I wish you could see her beautiful smiling face. This chick has the best smile in the business. My friend, Alicia, how are you, darling? Thank you for being good. Thank you so much for having me. Yay. We were just talking before we hit record. It's been months in the making, busy, busy business ladies, busy female founders with busy schedules. Um, But it's really nice to be able to chat with you because I know that you have a really cool story. Your journey to being a female founder has been very interesting, ups and downs, all the things. Fill us in. Tell us tell us about it. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for asking. Um it, it's um it's quite di- a little different. I feel like from from a lot of different um stories I've heard, but it is um so I started as a side hustler really um and really not having any direction about like what type of business I really wanted um, or having the confidence. I didn't even know one entrepreneur when I started because I just, you just don't know. That wasn't my world. I didn't have parents as entrepreneurs or even friends or anybody like that. Um, And so I, um, I had this realization that if I wasn't um, that I wasn't going to get there, if I didn't do anything right, it was kind of one of those things. And I um, remember reading like one of my very first personal development books was uh, Jen. um, Is it Jen Sincero? Sincero? Yes. Yeah. I can't, I can't pronounce her last name. I can't remember what it is, but, um, but yeah, you are a badass. Yeah. And that really, really gave me the confidence I needed to just go forward. And um, that coupled with a, um, a podcast that I listened to from Pat Flynn, who had a, um, a guest on called Noah, Ke- Noah Keegan. Um, they were talking about how to generate business ideas. And um, one of the ways to generate a business idea that they gave was to post um, questions on your Facebook to your just like friends and family and ask them like what has been on their to-do list for over two weeks. And I, so I did that and I was like, um, so the responses that I got in some way, shape or form all came down to organizing. So whether it's like organizing their kids room or organizing um, their photos, or it was, and some of them didn't use the term organizing, but it was like getting things in order. Right. And so um, I had this, this thought, like, can I become a professional organizer digitally? And 
And I didn't know that that existed. Like the Marie Kondo, this is like probably a few months before Marie Kondo really came onto the scene. Right. And so um, I did. I didn't know that that was a thing. And so that's kind of where it started. Is um, from just generating that business idea. And I started as a digital organizer. Quickly pivoted into a home organizer. Quickly pivoted into a motivational speaker. Um, and when I say like pivot and like testing these things out, um, and after that, just really quick, it was a life coach. And that's really the first business I, I can't say I took seriously. I had always taken business seriously, but when you don't have people around you to show you like, this is how you operate a business, yeah. you're basically just posting online and like trying to find clients that way and building this brand. Yeah. But I didn't know better. I didn't know that I had to do like prospecting and like the marketing place and oh my gosh, like all the things that come all the along. things. Yeah. <laughs> and so all I all I did was make posts on social media. So and those businesses, like quite frankly, all flopped. Like because I just didn't, I wasn't running them like a business. Right. Um, but I say I didn't, I wasn't, I I didn't want to say I don't take it seriously because my mindset was like I'm running a business. Like, yes. And so so it was through those um, experiences that I landed on um, life coaching. And um, that's the first time I, well, not the first time I hired a, a coach, but the first time I paid high, high ticket for a coach. <laughs> and um, it was through that experience, that six month experience with her that I got a lot of that business one-on-one knowledge. And then, um, you know, realized that I am not a good coach. And I don't aspire to be a good coach. I am more of a consultant um, because I like to tell people what to do uh, versus like hold space and have them kind of work their way through it. I like to have the answer. (laughs) So yeah, I love it. It's um so that was the journey to um to that point. And then I hit um and I would say another rock bottom. I don't know if like, you know, I'm sure somebody listening, a lot of people, you just search for your passion. You're always looking outwards. Like, what am I supposed to do with my, with my life and how yeah. do I make this work? And like all these things. And I hit another period where I felt that way. And I was like reading books and like doing these things. And I had a friend of mine that had been there since the very first time I launched a business. And um, she just said, Hey, I haven't really ever, ever asked you to help me in my business because um, I know that you're trying to do your life coach thing. I know you're trying to figure it out. Like, she's like, but I need help developing SOPs and systems in my business. Mm -hmm. And I was, and my, my brain said, what the F are SOPs? And my mouth said, sure, I can help you with that. <laughs> so, um, so and, and, and to be fair, she knew all of my, my tea, right? She knew my background and what yeah. I do, what I did in corporate and all of this time I'm still in corporate and I'm, I'm in HR, um, in employee relations as my background. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I got into her business and I'd been wanting to obviously quit my job for, a long time just trying to figure this thing out trying to find a business that I loved and, and wanted to do and the very first time I sat down to write um the SOP I had this energetic this physical energetic shift mm. in that happened in my body and it was like this is it and what's important about the story that I always love to share is that it wasn't a feeling of passion 
And I think that we're taught a lot of times and a lot of founders get to their business idea because it's fueled out of passion and, right. and they're, and they're leading from that. And they're, and that is amazing. Yeah. But there's another group of people out there that just have a skill set that meets a market need and that's okay too. And that's where I was at when I was, it wasn't like I wanted to scream SOPs on the top of the mountain at all um, or scream about systems at the top of the mountain and, and have that passion for that. But it was like, I'm good at this. I, I think about things very systematic and I am always trying to find the shortest path from A to B naturally. And I, I'm always like that. So like, yes, I, and, and this person, this other person on the other line of the telephone does not have that skill set. Yes. So I found a market need and I have a skill set. And that's what the, I really believe the energetic shift was about was like, I felt like, oh shit, I'm in business. <laughs> I'm like, let's go. And hey. I quit my job yeah. two months later. I love it. I really, you said something in there that was so profound and I, uh, I'd have to stop our recording and hit rewind, but, um, some people, it is about the passion for some people. It's really about, I'm really good at this. I'm really good. And I, I think if you are listening to this podcast, Rewind about two minutes ago and listen to what she said again, because you articulated it so beautifully. And I think for so many entrepreneurs, especially female ones, we feel like we have to find the thing. And I'm using air quotes. You can't see me. The yeah. thing. What's your passion? Live your passion. It's all about, you know, a, that's not always the case. And right. that's okay. I love that you just called that out. That is genius, 100%. genius level shit, my friend. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I love that. Thank you. Yeah. And I, I love this story because I met you a couple of years ago when you were really moving into and still iterating a little bit, this operations genius that you have. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but you've really landed it in the last little while. Tell us about that a little bit. Yeah. So I think like this whole year and a half. So I left in, um, July of 20, what are we in 2022? July of 2020. Yeah. 2021? Yeah. 2020. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So it's been about a year and a half that I've been Ooh. navigating this, um, this July, I guess, will be a year and a half. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> like, I don't know the math. Uh -huh. About a year and a half. Um, yeah, this this year's July will be two years. Yes. There you go. Um, but I feel like even then, so you have this, like, this, um, I'll call it a milestone. Yeah. And, I, and everything that I worked for up to that point help me even shaking, like physically shaking and having this feeling of terror of leaving my job with only one client, but I just knew and it, yeah. and everything that I did prepared me to that point. But then you get into business and you have to survive yeah. as a founder and you have to learn from that point. Then it becomes, okay, 
let's let's get messy now and i mean that like let's try this offer and try that offer and figure out if i like this client and figure out if i like this client i didn't give myself enough room in the operations um space to have figured that out before i left right so i left and it was and this whole year and a half has been about yeah let me try this let me oh that didn't feel good or i didn't like delivering that or that client was mm, i noticed that they weren't best positioned to get the best yeah. result for me yeah. And I think that it was just um, navigating this messy middle that I finally feel like I did, I do understand my client um, a lot better. I don't want to say yeah. perfectly, but a lot better yeah. where I'm able to be on a sales call and articulate like, this is exactly what I do. And outside that parameter, like that's where you're going to need to find different support. Yeah. And this is the person that's best best positioned, but that journey has been so hard and i think it's an important thing to note that like zero months zero um dollar months were part of that journey yeah sure and i think that um very low dollar months have been part of that journey um you know a lot of tears and um you know fear all of the things and figuring out and frustration of not feeling aligned with what i was offering too but having to sell right and i think that's all part of the journey that um, I think that when people want to become a founder in any way that, that, that want comes up for them, they, there is this, um, entrepreneur dream that's still being sold and it's, I'm not going to say it's not true, but it, when, when people say that it's hard, it's a lot harder when people oh, say yeah. it's hard, it's a lot harder. Oh yeah. And I, and I just, you know, there's a lot that goes into successfully landing or even just getting to this next milestone. I'm not at the end, right? I don't yeah. consider myself this big success, but I do consider myself like somebody who's figured it out up to this point, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, right? So, um, anyway, I say all that to say that that's what it took and it, and, and it took, you know, those things, those uh, huh. the good and the bad, the wins, obviously, and the losses that... I feel like um, need to be shared as well and need to be normalized. Like zero months yes. need to be normalized. Um, making no money needs to be normalized while you're figuring it out because the market moves fast. And if you're not, you don't have the right messaging. If you don't have the good branding or or you can't sell on a sales call, if that's how you, you know, what you're, what you're doing in your process, like all of those things are going to affect the end result. And it's okay while you're still learning all of that stuff to hundred percent. Yeah. And so that's, I love, I love that you call that out. I love that you call that out and, and normalize it, as you said, cause I think that that's really important. I mean, uh, you know, you're in year two, I'm in year four, like, and I remember, I remember going to like a breakfast meeting with senior coaches. And I remember the three coaches at the front of the room have successful careers as co master coaches. I mean, these people coach thousands of hours and built multiple businesses. And they all said, it's going to take you three to five years. And they are not wrong. Mm -hmm. They are not wrong. Three to five years. And those first three or four years are tough years. You're right. $0 months, low dollar months, months where you thought you landed the client and then they ghosted you. Like all of that stuff, working with the wrong client and being like, holy shit, 
what have I done to myself? All of that is completely normal. And it is 100% a part of the entrepreneurial journey, especially for you, people like you and I, who had no one in our world that was an entrepreneur. I, I was the same way. I had no, I'm totally accidental entrepreneur. I know I, I have no business running my own business is the truth. <laughs> like, who do I think I am? Yeah. But it is completely normal to have that experience. And I really appreciate you just putting that out there. For sure. It is, it is okay. Yeah. And also because I think right now, especially I've had multiple conversations with founders who are about to quit. And mm -hmm. it's not because they're um, they're not resilient or they're not go-getters no, or they're no. late. They literally are not making any money. I know. And they are about to quit. That sucks. And if you're hearing this, I want you to know not to quit. Go back and get a job. That's fine. Yes. If you know that what you're birthing into this world is important, even if you don't know that and you just have this feeling of like yes. this other life that you want to live, keep going, like keep going because everything that you're going through is normal. And even most people are not going to tell you that they didn't make any money. Even so I've seen successful people and I've talked to them who, you know, online, the online presence is very much like, oh, I'm a master seller. Or I'm a oh. this or I'm a that. And they have taken out loans to pay their people. Yeah. They've taken out like, you know, they they are in the red and what their success now is just replenishing that. Yeah. So that is all like that too is like, don't, don't worry about everyone else. Like no. go back internally and just know you got to do what you got to do. And yes, going. <laughs> no, no. I think that's really important. Do not believe everything you see on Instagram. That is the bottom line because like about 85% of that is bullshit. Let's just call it out. Like anybody can rent a Lamborghini for the afternoon and drape themselves over top of it and hire a $500 photographer. That doesn't mean they actually have an eight figure business that they say they do. Yep. You're right. They've just taken out a huge bank loan to make payroll next month. Yep. Um, just because they're showing you hundred dollar bills doesn't mean that that's not their last $800. Mm. Don't, mm -hmm. don't believe that crap. Believe mm -hmm. in yourself, believe in your idea, believe in the skills that you have to offer the experience that someone else is going to get value from. And yeah, get that part-time job. Get mm -hmm. that. If you got to make a living, if you got to put food on the table, especially right now, because Lord knows it's more expensive at this moment than it has ever been. Yep. Do what you got to do, but do not, do not give up on yourself and what you really believe in. Don't do that. I love that message. Okay. I guess we could just wrap this podcast up now. <laughs> that was like super profound, but I love that because I think you're right. We have to normalize the struggle. We have yep. to normalize the, the failures and the ability to get back up and dust yourself off and keep going. And I want to say that this girl, speaking of resilience, this girl runs marathons. <laughs> she posts pictures of herself, which I would never do because my face gets so red. I look like oh my, my head's going to pop off. She just keeps going. Her feet are sore. She's tired. Her knees hurt. She's sweating oh. buckets. She just keeps moving. And that's what we all have to do. We just have to keep moving. And I love it because you, you live it. 
you live it. And I love that about you. Facts. Huh. like facts I do yes for real, I do. For real. you put those <laughs> shoes on you get out there you keep running I love it mm-hmm. um we're gonna talk next about leadership style and what Alicia's leadership style is if you want to know what yours is and you haven't taken my quiz yet there's a link in the show notes go to the website highvoltageleadership.ca big orange button at the top of the page that says take the quiz hit that <laughs> button take the quiz. It only takes a couple minutes. It's fun. You're going to learn something about yourself and your own leadership. I'm going to send you some of my top leadership tips and then you can compare notes. So tell me what's your leadership style and what does that mean? How does that show up? Oh my gosh. You have to remind me. (laughs) Are you, are you a delegator? Are you a director? Are you a, um, a supporter or are you a coach? I think it was supporter. That sounds about right. Yeah. That sounds about right. I think it was a supporter. Um, And yeah, I think in terms of like leadership, um, leadership, I always want, when I think of the leader, I always think of someone who takes the responsibility on, regardless of what happens in the business, takes the responsibility. I also want to make sure that anyone that I'm leading on their journey, that whatever I'm asking them to do is fitting into their own life design. And that's really important to me Yeah, because I know what it's like working for a company. Yeah, And sometimes you work for a company to get a skill set. Sometimes you work for a company because you're tied to their mission, whatever it might be, it's serving the individual. And I want my company and the way that I lead to serve the other individual 100%. Yes. And um, so, yeah. So when I think about leadership and how, you know, I approach that and my style, it's very much um, wanting to support the other person um, in getting to that next place and getting to that next level. And also the taking of a responsibility in terms of when I think of like this being a leader in my business, taking everything is my fault, period. And I made the decision to hire this person. If they're not going to be a good fit, I made the decision to take the business in this direction. If it doesn't work, like I may not be as clear, like it, it falls uh, onto me. And um, yeah. it doesn't mean that if somebody joins my team and is like a complete, you know, like they, they don't do what they're supposed yeah. to do, like off the back or something like that's not that that's my fault. Like, I'm not going to carry that, but like, still, you know, I think that like, you know, most of it, of it, unless it's a complete crazy person is going to be my fault. (laughs) Right. No, I I mean, as you're saying that I keep hearing in my head, that old phrase, like the buck stops here. Mm -hmm. It's my, it's my business. Mm -hmm. I I very much chose to start this business and I choose to keep going in this business. And you're right in every decision we make as a founder, we have a role. So yes, we may have hired the wrong person. Maybe they did not. Maybe we hired a contractor that did not deliver what they said they were going to. That help, happens very frequently. What's my what's my responsibility in that? I didn't ask very good questions. I didn't get a very clear contract signed. The buck stops with me. Yes, they didn't deliver. I don't own that. I can't control that they're insane. But what what can I control? Where did I miss it? And what can I do better next time? And that is absolutely key to being a top quality leader. I think you're, I think you're dead on. Thank you. Yeah. 
<laughs> Thank you. I try. I try. I mean, I think we all, by this time, I mean, I'm in my late thirties. We've all have had different leaders and we know what we like, what we don't like and really who we want to be, but it, you know, it's tough, you know, but yeah. I mean, I think when you're, you're a leader of your own company, it it has to be, I mean, people, I'm a, I'm a client experience enthusiast. So yeah. I, I carry that into my team, like team enthusiast, you know, like I, I have to make sure that my people are taken care of period. Well, and you and I share that background and passion for creating great places for people to work. A, a part of that is how we show up as a leader in our business. The other part of that is, you know, what's the culture that we create? Maybe we were talking about this because we're total, like, we're total culture nerds. Mm -hmm. But like, what kind of place of what people want to feel seen, heard, respected, and like they belong. Mm -hmm. And you create workplaces that have prog programs and processes that support that. And you get the right people in the right places. That's where you get high performance. Like sure. the equation is quite simple. and. When you are operating at a high level as a leader, your team is operating, like they're happy. They make your clients happy. Mm -hmm. When your clients are happy, they bring you more money and they bring you more clients. And mm -hmm. when you got more money and you got more clients, you got more revenue and your business thrives. Like the math is actually pretty simple. Yep. It's executing mm -hmm. those things that is challenging at moments in time. Yep. But the reality is it, it really does add up to a great thriving business mm -hmm. in the Absolutely. end. Yes. Yeah. I, I mean, you and I, we could talk about that like for the rest of today. Yes. Um, but I do want to ask you and you're going to laugh, but like, where have you made mistakes or missteps here? Like what, what, what would stand out as one of the things that was kind of a screw up for you? I think, um, in terms of like leadership specifically, I think that one of the screw ups that I'm still trying to put together because my team is small is just not being clear, you know, on the expectations of yeah. what I need to happen and, and why I need it to happen. And luckily I have, um, like I have, um, I work with the virtual assistant and a copywriter right now. And luckily my virtual assistant rolls with those punches, <laughs> but I am definitely asking things of her and I'm trying to get better at that are outside of skill set, that are outside of um, maybe enjoyment, although she says she enjoys everything, right? <laughs> but right. I, I, you know, it's, it's, and it's, um, it's where I went wrong is not having those things defined at first. Um, and when I bring on another team member, those things definitely will be defined, um, on the front end versus just yeah. kind of like, Hey guys, like, let's just figure it out, you know? Yes. Um, because that's not what's going to take my business to the next level. And I think that, um, if you, if you don't know, you know, tap on your shoulder, really right. Yeah. <laughs> tap on your shoulder and say, Hey, Lindsay, like, I don't know, you know, where, what role or what, where I'm going with this. And I think asking someone in general is, going to be helpful, um, in terms of, uh, not making, not like avoiding that pitfall. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of been in terms of leadership, probably the biggest thing is the expectations piece. Yeah. Um, and then too, like just finding, um, 
finding a way to measure, like that's something too that I'm going through, finding a way to measure performance and to make sure that anyone that I am bringing on is um, is providing that ROI mm -hmm. and understanding about how long I will accept them not to provide an ROI. Like, is it three months? Is it six months? And at that point, like what should be the expectation is something I think about and something I feel like would be beneficial before I bring on another team member. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so those are the things that stick out. Uh, you know what? I think those are brilliantly articulated and, and actually something that I hear fairly, fairly often from the female entrepreneurs that I work with is yeah. Being clear. And again, comes back to that, you know, the buck stops with me as the business owner, I mm -hmm. have to be clear because as far as I can tell, and I've been working with people for 15 years, I haven't actually met anybody yet. That is a mind reader. I don't know about you. Like <laughs> yeah. it's your business. You created it and you hire someone and somehow magically they're supposed to know what you want. No, yeah. that's yeah. not the way it works. Yeah. But I think you're right for so many of us are our, our little businesses are always growing and iterating that it can be a little tricky to have those clear expectations. We just have to continue to do our best to communicate as effectively and efficiently as possible. Is yeah. that a fair thing to say? That is absolutely true. Yeah. Cause I mean, I needed help through this period even though I was in that messiness of like changing yes. things up and doing things. So I think what did get us through when I look back is the fact that as I would, I started to, as I would transfer task, I would be, I would try to be as clear as possible at that point um, of like, here's one task and here's what I, how I expect you to do this task. Yes. And then, you know, that, just do just starting there I think <laughs> help get the job done yeah but now it's like okay what is the ROI and how's the time being spent and all of this yes. stuff that I think is the next kind of phase but yeah. I think first they're communicating like here's the task here's how I want it done and and that I feel was was clear and it got the job done yeah. <laughs> I mean post went out on social media like things got oh, it was fine right. it was fine, <laughs> it was fine. Yeah. But no, but, but I love, I love your idea of the inter iteration now around some of that performance management is maybe yeah. one of the technical way to look at it, but like, what are you doing? How efficiently and effectively are you getting it done? How can we measure the impact that has then back to the business? Like I, 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 you know, I, that is next level stuff. And I think it's really exciting when we can get to that place with our employees, whether they're a contractor or they, you know, they're an employee where we can get to that space where we can really help understand and measure what are they contributing back to the business? Then we can connect that to their compensation. Hey, you know what? That thing that you did, it added 15 grand to my business last quarter. And um, I can reward you for that. And, yes. and so it just becomes a beautiful self-perpetuating cycle. 100%. Yeah. But you do have to take a beat. Like, if you're listening to this and you feel like you're at that next level, you got to take a moment to really understand and articulate what that is in your own head so that you can understand and articulate that to your team member. Like mm -hmm. don't just, don't barge into that conversation like a bull in a China shop. 
spend yeah. a moment, call me, we'll talk, I'll help you straighten it out because that's important. But if you do it right, um, it, it'll increase your engagement on your team. It'll increase the wow factor and what they produce and everybody will be happy. Yep. I love and that. I think too, something that comes up is like really getting back to like your core service and your core offer of yeah. like, what do you, what needs to happen from the customer journey standpoint from point A of like how you're actually getting leads and prospecting to how you're post-delivering things. Like what are, in all, like looking at that journey, what are the actual actions that have to happen? And the actions are going to support your strategy, whatever strategy you have. So, you know, here's your customer journey. How are you going to make sales in terms of a strategy point? And then how are you going to, um, what are the actions that are going to take you to meet that strategy? Right. And then figuring out out of those actions, like the team, the right team members and the team roles and assigning those. And yes. that's how you find your you know, how to measure and performance measure. So you can then see, you know, where are they, like, are they really providing an ROI and are they, and I think getting that clarity is like something I need to do for myself, you know? Okay, well, we'll talk but, after the podcast. Yeah. Um, no, but I, I love that. I love how you really tied that all together into the way it operates um, yeah. in a full circle and the only thing I would add to that is then what are the eco, what are the talent ecosystem pieces, right? How do the how do the programs mm -hmm. that you create to support people so they feel valued and respected mm -hmm. and honored in that, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Because your brain goes to the operations pieces. I can see it just tick tick tick. If you could watch the video, you could just see her little brain just go tick 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 tick. She just lines it all up. I see it. It's beautiful. Um, I'm like step then, one. Step two. Yeah, totally. I can, I can see, I can see the process flowing in your head. And then the other side of that is what do you need to, what do you need to create in terms of your culture, your mm -hmm. values? How are you showing up as a leader? How are you helping people connect to the vision mm -hmm. um, so that they really see why they're doing this work? We all mm -hmm. need that. Why? Um, and I'll tell you what, you put the two pieces together and it's like, magic fairy dust and all sorts of magical shit happens. Yes. So, yes. I love it. I yes. love it. This has been a fantastic conversation. Thank yes, you so thank much you. for sharing so bravely, you know, sort of your own journey and the ups and downs of it. I, I yeah. personally really appreciate that. And I yeah. know there's someone listening who is going to hear and see their own journey reflected. So thank you for being such an inspiring guest today. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure. Well, thank you so much for tuning in today. I sure hope you enjoyed listening as much as I did hosting this conversation. And if you did enjoy today's episode, would you do me a favor? Would you give the episode a five-star review and share it with all of your friends? I would really appreciate that. I've got a goal to impact a thousand female founders and with your help, we can really amplify this message. Thanks again for being a part of the show. And don't forget to connect with me and all of my guests on Instagram at High Volt Leadership. We'll see you next Friday. Thank you.